Hello and welcome to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. A show about empowering and motivating you to broaden your mind. Now, here is your host, Sonia Luray. Good afternoon, Whispers, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I am your host, Sonia LaRae, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and motivational speaker. I cannot begin to tell you all how excited I am to be back in our safe zone in the fabulous whispers lounge i know that sounds so good i love it you know whispers did you get your cocktail or your mocktail of this episode oh my goodness let me just tell you something dustin is really bringing the fire and he is mixing up some fabulous drinks for us and if you didn't get your cocktail or your mocktail of the episode guess what You are so missing out. Plus, in our newsletter, we have some new things in there, some great connections that we're making. And if you want to be on the in crowd or the fabulous whisperers community, you got to sign up. Make sure you click the live link that's in our description box and subscribe because I'm telling you, this is dynamic. Our newsletter, is straight fire. Even in the Zoom room, they're talking about it right now. It's great. And you know, I'm excited for you all to join the conversation. So please make sure you call in at 516-595-8091. Again, that number to call in is 516-595-8091. And whisperers, to top it all off, You know the dynamic blog talk radio has done one thing even better. They have put a live chat box into each and every one of our episodes. So if you have a comment or you have questions, all you have to do is drop them in the chat box and you know how your girl loves to monitor a good chat box. So listen, in our private Zoom room today, I'm excited for this because I got to speak to them a little earlier. They are the Lunching Ladies out of New Mexico. This is a book club of ladies that are about 50 and older. They love discussing self-help and motivational books over lunch. This is my type of crew right here. I tell you, they said they have been to some of the best restaurants and have had some of the greatest luncheons to talk about these books, and they said our show fits right in the vein of what their group is about. So listen, don't forget, I want you to join in on this conversation, so you can call in at 516-595-8091. So with that being said, are you all ready to get into today's show? It is entitled, Cracking the Self-Compassion Code. Oh, my goodness. You know I love to start our discussions off with a very clear meaning or a definition, and this is no different. So we're going to get the understanding or the meaning of self-compassion. So self-compassion means or it entails being warm and understanding towards ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate. Okay, let me give that definition to you all once again. So self-compassion, it entails being warm and understanding towards ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate. I'm telling you, that, that right there, Whisperers, I think when I started thinking about this discussion, much of it centered around that fact that so many think that self-compassion is only shown or expressed to others, not to themselves. I was so amazed that as I was working with different clients, working with different ones, hearing different discussions, how easy it was for people to be able to step outside of themselves and show self-compassion and compassion to others 
utmost compassion to others, but couldn't muster up or figure out how to show self-compassion to themselves. See, it made me start to realize, too, where did this defective coding begin or how did it even start? Because, see, that's why I named this of cracking the self-compassion code. So when I really gave it a real in-depth thought, I said it has to be something that we can really kind of tap into in a deeper essence so people could really understand it and feel where this discussion was coming from and even understanding how important it is for you to really crack that code to be able to show and extend self-compassion to Y-O-U. So when I said that, that it had a, a defective code, it made me think about the word defect because a defect is a shortcoming, it's an imperfection, a lack, or a flaw. And that is a clear meaning of defect even. And it helps us to really kind of get the sense and the element of where we're going with this. So I know that many people are able to, like I said, extend that compassion towards others and that they struggle with it. They may see self-compassion as an act of, like, self-indulgence. But extending compassion towards oneself is not an act of self-indulgence at all. It's it's not even selfishness, believe it or not. And so many people think like, well, you know, it's just so self-centered and it's all about me. No, it's not a self-centered way because we're not speaking of it in an egotistical manner. Or even like some people might even feel that it's like kind of feeling like you're self-pitying or or coddling yourself. That That's by far isn't it either. In fact, self-compassion can help relieve many mental health concerns such as anxiety, even insecurities. And I know people who suffer with insecurities that they are so hypercritical of themselves that they can't even see their beauty because they are so lacking in this very essential part of self-compassion. That's powerful, people. I mean, like when we really make the correlations and really connect those dots in that way, it helps us to see that this quality is something that's important. It's not something that we just take or it's just in folly but it really needs to be exercised. We won't get into it, though. Trust me, you know I have come (laughs) well-equipped. See, whispers, much like what the definition of self-compassion stated, compassion allows us the ability to show uh, empathy, love, concern to people who are in difficulty. And we, we, have self-compassion simply is an ability to direct this same emotion within and accept ourselves in a particular way when we even face failure. Because this is the thing. How many times have you seen, like, I love to use a lot of times Olympic athletes or uh, even different ones that have been trying so hard and had such failures. But one thing that they do and they have their minds conditioned that they go back and they look at it and they rework it and they say, okay, so you know what, you did such and such, but you should have did this. And they look at it from a different perspective. They don't browbeat themselves and drag themselves across the, the ground and, and, oh, you're just not even good. You're not worthy of anything. You're never going to be a gold medalist or you're not going to do this. Because if they had that mentality – They would never really be able to tap in and become the champions that they really are. So how is it that we as individuals who are walking through our day-to-day lives can't realize that we are self-sabotaging ourselves with this mindset of constantly 
retracting and holding back our self-compassion or that compassion for ourselves. How is it that we miss that? Where did it come from that we just all of a sudden just started kind of like grazing over this and acting like it wasn't anything or not even a factor? You know, as I said that, I realized that as I worked through this conversation, many struggle to show themselves self-compassion is because they have a fear of looking weak or maybe coming off as if it's like their uh, inability to really kind of move in self. And to me, sometimes when you have qualities or you have a situation like that, it's one of the largest factors in really understanding how people can start to hold back from it. So it also makes you think about this and this aspect of it. If this was your diet and you withheld every sort of vegetable that your body really needed, how would you really be? How would you perform? You would start to have these very dark circles under your eyes. You would kind of look a little jaundiced. You wouldn't even be able to really function in a way that your body needs because it needs the minerals, the vegetables, the, the different vitamins that are in vegetables, especially green leafy vegetables. And you would feel like an exhaustion. And that's the exact same feeling when you withdraw self-compassion out of your diet. You're really giving yourself starvation. So, in fact, everything for your heart, everything for your mind, everything for your soul is clamoring. It's begging for that nurturing. See, even though men and women struggle with this, studies show that women in the United States alone, I'm just going by the United States, typically show less compassion to themselves than men do. Why? I started thinking about that. Well, why is that? So, you know, you know your girl is about facts and going to find out things. I do a lot of research when it comes to different topics and all. And even when I work with different things inside of my practice and all, it's certain things that kind of want I tap into and I want to know deeper qualities or deeper reasons of why. Well, as I started to do this, I found that it could be simply because women are often like, societally like assign that role of the caregiver which is like that gender norms kind of thing I guess it emphasizing their nurturing their self-sacrificing acts well this is just rhetorical this is only rhetorical to you all so don't in the chat box over here in zoom and over here on blog talk radio this is a rhetorical question how many times have you seen or heard of a mom, a wife, a caregiver that is sacrificing all of her time and efforts. But then when you say you have to take care of you, they say, oh, well, yeah, I know. I know. Yes, you're right. Uh-huh. But then they still are on that mission and they keep moving and they never pause. Remember we had that discussion on the power of pause? They never do that. And so they never get to show themselves self-compassion. They feel like, oh, they're taking time away from their family or they have so many obligations. And guess what? All those obligations, all those chores, all those to-do lists, they will still be right in the same spot that they are in if you decide to show yourself a little self-compassion and slow down. Even you guys, fellas, this applies to you too. Because a lot of you all are on 25 and you need to bring that torque down a little bit. And that's why you're little pet powder kegs and you're revved up and you're, you're kind of that alpha aggressor. Because you need to slow it down and realize that you've got to kind of pivot a little bit and recenter. Kind of sit down in that quiet space. You know, it's because a lot of times we're not able to, like, show ourselves the same levels 
of compassion that we show to others. Because we do constantly have that running meter in our head of everything that we got to do. But how many of you know that there are three elements to self-compassion? Oh, some of the ladies in the in the Zoom room, they knew. So which is pretty cool. Like, I'm glad that you know that. But yeah, there are three elements to self-compassion. So I'm going to tell you what they are. The first one is self-kindness. And that's refraining from harsh criticism of yourself. So self-kindness. The second element is recognizing one's own humanity. Isn't that deep? The fact that all people are imperfect and all people experience pain at one time or another. We all go through it. So we have to recognize our own humanity. And then the third element is this, mindfulness. How many times do we hear that? How many times do we forget what it really means? See, mindfulness helps us in maintaining a non-biased awareness of experiences, even those that are painful, and rather than ignoring them or exaggerating them, we actually put them in the proper perspective. So, again, the three elements, self-kindness, recognizing one's own humanity, and three is mindfulness. You know, Tuesday on my show on the Roundtable of Intention, I had the privilege of having a motivational speaker, uh, Tariko Satterfield Sr. on. Oh, my goodness. If you all are on Clubhouse, you have to go back or go to my club and listen to the replay because we did a conversation on he gave us like this fabulous acronym for self because we did a he had a discussion on self check and the importance of it and the one thing that really resonated with me that made me bring this into this discussion is the acronym that he used for self because this is what really needs to happen when we are showing ourselves self-compassion. So the acronym he gave us for self was this. And if you're taking notes, jot this down. If you're not, you know, just pin mark this part and come back and listen to it again because this is powerful. So he gave us self, S-E-L-F. He said the S was for stop. That means to sit in that power of pause and allow ourselves to clearly identify our intentions. Intentions, aim, focus, and direction. See, that's the reason why I named my club the Round Table of Intention, because it had aim, focus, and direction. So when we stop, That's what we do. We aim. We take that aim at ourselves. We look at ourselves. We have that focus, and our focus is on us. And we have that direction that it's right where we need to be in that power of pausing. And then he gave us the E. The E was for exit. I know. He said, we needed to develop an exit plan that will help us to tap into the power of self-talk. Because, see, we all at times have had the power and we've tapped into that negative self-talk. But when you harness the power of self-talk, that's what you speak over yourself and you hear it and it resonates in your ears. And so he said, you have to have an exit plan for that negative self-talk that you say to yourself, why you're not entitled to have self-compassion, why you're not entitled to show self-compassion to who, why. And then he said, 
and to remove the negative connotations that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Now, how powerful is that little tidbit? That little, just that E is, had so many jewels in it that it, it just was like, it just exploded right there on the stage. So we got the S and we got the E. And then he went to the L. And the L is for none other than those four letters, love, which is powerful. See, love is needed to conquer the limited or that limited thought process or mindset. Because, see, when we have love, it just doesn't extend to others. It extends to ourselves. And love is the deepest, deepest root to the success of masterminding self-compassion or even mastering it, period. See, that's how powerful this acronym is that he put to this word self. These are master keys that we're giving you. See, we're cracking that code today, and it's just this dynamic. I don't know. The ladies in here are like, whoo, that's powerful. Never even looked at self in that kind of way. The acronym that you're giving for it is dynamic. It really is, and so many times we use that word dynamic, but when it is something that is this powerful and moving, it is dynamic. And I'm telling you, Tariko came in here and in our roundtable, he dropped this beautiful acronym that just kind of just stirred everybody that was on the panel. And even those that was in the listening lounge, they was just like sending messages and everything. Because this is the keys, the master keys that I always tell you all, I want you to take away from each and every discussion. So then he left the big F out there for us. What was the F for? It was for freedom. It allows you to take care of yourself. It allows you to nurture Y-O-U, and it gives you the freedom to do these things, and it does not allow you to neglect Y-O-U. Freedom. See, when we're free, we can move without chains that hold us. We're not incarcerating our minds to limit ourselves to the thought that we are not even worthy to show ourselves self-compassion. Because free people can definitely move with intention. Free people can move and show themselves that self-compassion that keeps them on that healthy pathway. Their diet is so, it's optimized. It is optimized. When we have self-compassion in our diet, we are literally moving and doing things at the highest of our decimals that we can register it. But when you hold that back, you have a lower frequency. You have a tendency to cringe back, hold back. Constantly browbeating oneself. That's not what this is about. Remember, I told you, 2022 and beyond is about leveling up. We're moving towards and gaining our growth mindset. So in turn, let me give you those master keys to that acronym once again. So you can catch hold of them and understand what self really means. It means that you have to stop, exit, love, and have freedom. That's exactly what self means. You have to stop, exit, love, and have freedom. And I love that acronym, and I said I was going to keep that, and I I didn't even know that it was going to come into, you know, a, a true kind of essence of this discussion today. And when he said it and when he did it, I was like, oh, my goodness. And so when I was sitting and I was 
doing like my little notes and different things that I wanted to bring into the elements of this discussion, it went off like a bell in my head that I needed to introduce you all to this particular master key. Because that is how dynamic this is. So let's get into coding work so we can start programming or reprogramming the mind and the heart so we can accept the proper code for self-compassion. See, whispers, self-compassion may be developed in a lot of different exercises as well as through therapy. And you know, I, I tell you all, there's no harm, no foul in having therapy. If you want to work with me, I always tell you, there's a live link in the description box. You just only have to click it and schedule an appointment. And it's a consultation. Doesn't lock you into anything, but it opens you up to everything. Because sometimes that is what we need. We need someone to put us on that pathway so we can have success, so we can have longevity, so we understand how to use our master keys correctly. And sometimes that's all it takes is to just ask for help. Because sometimes you don't know exactly how to do it, and you've been so programmed with that glitch already that you don't even know what elements you need to put in there to rework the program, or even how to identify if the program is actually running amok. And so sometimes when we get that person that has the clarity and has the tools to help us to reset and regage and shoot that program off again, it hits that brain, and that brain is your master computer, and it fires up on all the cells and lobes, and it goes correctly. That's how deep that is. You know, I know that sometimes when I work with clients on this particular quality also, a self-compassion, I have them frame like I have them like frame self-criticism as a critique that they might give to a friend. I know that sounds weird, right? <laughs> but it's true because this is the thing. Imagine how you would tell your friend if they was doing something or they were lacking in something. They you would you would really kind of work the words around it that they could accept it and it would be with such compassion. It would come from a loving place, a loving space, and even helping them to understand even some different elements or different tools they can, maybe if you try such and such, it will work out this way instead. And, and don't be so harsh on yourself because you know what? We all make mistakes. But sometimes that's what we have to stand in that mirror and do for ourselves. Sometimes I tell people, I talk to my, well, look, everybody knows, I talk to myself, I stand in front of my mirror, and I give myself affirmations every day. I stand in front of it, and I tell myself a lot of things because I want to always be sure that I'm speaking into myself positive qualities. I can't be an effective therapist, an effective listener, or any kind of benefit to anyone that I'm in association with, be it family, friends, clients, associates, whomever I come into contact with, if I myself am just kind of resonating with like this negativity. Now, how warped would that be? So in turn, what it is, I got into a practice when I used to be in music because they used to, they always make you stand in front of a mirror to perform, to speak, to do anything. So you make that eye contact and you know that you are looking face to face with yourself or with your audience or whomever you're talking to. And even when I speak to people or I have meetings or anything that I do, I require that we are face to face because I want them to see my face and I want to see their face and I want to see the expression in their eyes. Because this is the way that we connect. See, we are visual creatures. And sometimes that visual 
that we need for ourselves to be able to show this dynamic quality of self-compassion is to be able to look in that reflection, in that mirror, and see ourselves, see our hearts, see our souls, to see that sometimes we do hurt, but we need the love of ourselves to make it better. To say, you know what, Sonia, today has been a pretty rough day. But you know what? You did handle it pretty good. You did not lose your cool one time. But see, I'm looking at that that woman in that mirror, and I'm telling her, quick as I said that, it brought a smile to my face. And you get that smile back at you. And that is what is going to light up and start to blossom the positive things about that self-compassion. Because, see, self-compassion is much like those little seeds that get planted. And they start to sprout. And some of you guys may have little home gardens or maybe you planted a flower or plant in a plant and then it started to sprout. And I know how excited you might have been when you saw, like, oh, my goodness, it's growing. (laughs) Well, that's the same thing with self-compassion. When we start these small things, It starts to sprout, starts to blossom, and we just feel that energy by practicing it, meaning this. I want you to, like, stop being so critical and stand in that mirror and notice the quality that you have that is dynamic and that you've done something so well. And sometimes you might have to take a moment and just sit in that quiet space and just to breathe and to meditate on that breathing that you're doing or to feel certain things coming into your space of who you are. You know, I've developed a powerful technique called the 4-4 method. And it is dynamic. And if you learn it and you really harness it correctly, And people have said, oh, my clients, different ones that I do it with, different things that I have brought into this method, that it's a game changer for them. And how it just moves inside of them and sits with them. And if you want to work with me on the 4-4 method, you just only have to click your consultation. And then we'll talk about it because it's a powerful tool in your arson for you to start that self-compassion decoding work. Because, see, a lot of times we as people, we run on that pure adrenaline. But that sometimes isn't good because we need that serotonin levels and that oxytocin levels to be in an element to be able to sit in quiet. And see, when we sit in quiet, it allows us to really resonate on self, to bring ourselves into a closer focus and to align our voice with our heart. Oh, I'm telling you, Whispers, this is such a powerful discussion. I'm excited to even be giving you these coding processes even. You know, I had read such a powerful quote, and it just was like, it start, it, it was so clear that I just had to sit and reflect on what the words were. And so I want to share it with you all, too. And it states, um, you can search throughout the entire universe for someone who is more deserving of your love and affection that you are, then you are yourself. And that person is not to be found anywhere. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. So no matter where you search in the universe, there is no one more deserving of your love, your compassion, and your affection than you. I thought that was just like, 
one of those statements that I quotes that you kind of, you hear and it touches you in such a way that you really do have to sit with it for a moment. And I allowed, it allowed me to like open my mind and help myself to realize how important self and self-compassion truly is. Because when we have that kind of alignment, it is a deeper quality that we see in ourselves. And we walk through life with our heads filled with a bunch of garbage all the time. But when was it the last time that you allowed your head to be filled with your dynamics, the quality of who you are, Maybe the way that your eyes twinkle when you are excited or maybe that you've taken into account that you have such love for others that it moves you to do different things. Maybe volunteer or give your time to read or see about elderly people. But then when does that quality start to sit there with you and say, hey, you deserve this same care. You deserve to read to yourself and nurture your brain. You deserve a moment of quiet to be able to just decompress. You need to give yourself a moment to sit there, and today was a bad day, and you just, you shed a couple of tears. That's not weakness. That's not weakness. But that's called nurturing and showing yourself (laughs) self-compassion. I don't know. Sometimes when I start discussions or I think about them and I bring them into our fabulous Whisperer's Lounge and I'm sitting here with our cocktail mocktail and the Zoom group and everything and all of you all, Sometimes it resonates even a little deeper for me than I really thought because I realize that a lot of times people have their top five in their lives. And it's always like God first, family, health, success, happiness. But why aren't you in your top five? Why aren't you even in your top five? Why do you feel that you don't warrant to be in the top five? Because, see, when we have self-compassion and we're self-aware, we have the elements of that acronym. See, we stop and we sit in that power of pause to really be able to adjust and see ourselves and feel the emotions and understand our emotions. We have a complete exit plan so we don't burn up or lose ourselves in the process. And then we have that love that is that compelling quality. And then we have our freedom, freedom to be who we are, freedom to accept and acknowledge that we need time for ourselves and that we're not selfish. We're not self doing self-pity or feeling that, oh, well, I, I don't deserve, oh, no. We don't have that because we have that freedom. You know, the power of self-compassion is that it stops the inner voice that wants to downgrade you and make you feel less than. And it allows you to See your flaws and realize that they are just stepping stones to your success. They are stepping stones to your health. They are stepping stones to your well-being. They are stepping stones to the greatness that you are supposed to be walking in. That's what that power of self-compassion is. I mean, literally, like, you could stand there right now and just be in your own essence and just yell, I am worthy of self-compassion. 
You should say it out loud right now to yourself so you can have it really resonate in your ear. Because don't forget, I told you, it pollinates in the ear first. And then it hits that rich soil, which is our heart. And it takes root in that heart, and as it starts to sprout, and then it gets to blossom in the brain. That's how dynamic that is. I did not know that this discussion would bring forth such feeling and such emotion in me. Because I see so many times people that don't show self-compassion And unfortunately, we have seen so many people that unfortunately didn't have that. And they've lost their lives to suicide even. Because see, when we have self-compassion, we can say, I need help. And it doesn't make us weak. We can say, I'm not doing well. And it doesn't make us frail. And we can say, I don't have all the answers. And it does not take away from our greatness. Today, whispers, today, I want you please to decode and use your self-compassion. You deserve it. You by far deserve it. And with self-compassion, It gives you an element that helps you to practice forgiveness, pushing yourself or punishing yourself for mistakes. Accept that you are not perfect and be gentle with yourself when you are confronted with your shortcomings. Notice I said to be gentle with yourself. See, when I said gentle, that means that we're going to show us, be mild, we're going to be kind, we're going to be tender. And I did not say coddle. I said gentle. Because, see, when people misconstrue those two qualities, see, when you coddle something, it means that you treat it with indulgence or you're pampering it. And I'm not saying that. Let's really make sure you don't misunderstand this powerful part of it. Because practicing forgiveness is something that so many don't do. They carry this burden. They carry this weight. They're constantly just lugging around this heavy bag. Drop that bag off. Drop it off and forgive. Forgive yourself for not being perfect. Forgive yourself for mistakes. Forgive yourself for not knowing. Forgive yourself for not even understanding what it really meant to have self-compassion. It's okay. It's okay. You got it now. You get it. You just got to start working that program so it can debug the effects of the other program that was written. See, you're valued by your friends, your family, even me, because I value you because you're here. I value you because you take your time and you spend it with me. And I value you all because literally, you don't have to do that. But I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you that tune in, that come in here, that share in the chat box, that if you felt you needed to hear this, I'm grateful because I want to be someone that you can hear, someone you could talk to, someone that you know is never going to say something to harm you. You take away what you need. You share it with others that may need to hear it because sharing is caring. And maybe someone that you know that really needs to harness this incredible superpower needs to hear this as well. Don't be selfish. 
Now, see, that's selfish. When you know something that can benefit a person and you withhold it, that is a clear example of selfishness. Self-compassion is not that. Because, see, you can benefit from it. But, see, if you withhold it from yourself, then you're selfish to yourself, to Y-O-U. Now, isn't that something? Isn't that something how that works? So I always give you guys takeaways. Always give you guys your master keys to take away. So I guess you all could probably guess what your master key is, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's that powerful acronym that I shared with you all. It's the powerful acronym. So here we go again. We're going to get the whole meaning of self which means that we're going to stop, we're going to have an exit plan, we're going to have love and freedom. Freedom. S-E-L-F. Thank you, Tariko, for giving us our master keys. Thank you for bringing a dynamic discussion to the roundtable, but also thank you for having it that it just resonated so deep even with this discussion. You know, I have to tell you guys, I just think like so many times when I get to come in here and talk to you all, it's such an honor. And when we get to really have a discussion this deep, I just really feel that it's a privilege. And I have an opportunity to have a voice to share it, and a message. And I take it very serious, and I never take it for granted. And even as a therapist, I value my clients. I value them to allow me to walk on the journey with them and to be a part of their journey and their story and their life. But it's always about them because it is their legacy and their greatness. And I always want to see them rise like cream because that's the point. You all are cream. You will come to the top. It may take a little bit, but you do. You will. And there is nothing that will ever stop that. You know, I love when we get to have a deeper conversation and build upon our growth mindset to level up ourselves for 2022 and beyond. And you know you all are worthy of love. So next time you do something and you feel that you should speak negative into yourself, go to that mirror. Say it to your face. And I guarantee you, you'll say something better and more positive to you. And never be afraid to tap in to help if you just cannot harness that power of self-talk and self-compassion. There is no harm in getting help, but there is harm in not asking for help. So we've had a dynamic discussion this afternoon. I'm honored to have in our private Zoom room today with me The ladies, the lunching ladies, I tell you, this group has been powerful. I love the hearts that have been placed in here, the different things, and even just to know that you all felt like you wanted to be here and needed to hear something like this because um, several of them said that they had gotten accustomed to not even realizing that they needed a better diet when it came to self-compassion. So I'm so grateful that We gave you a better diet, and we also helped you to decode that program as well. So, you know, Whispers, I'm honored. I'm truly honored. Please don't forget that uh, we have an incredible offer right now as well here on Whispers in a Bottle, that if you have a fabulous product that you would like to have featured in our newsletter, you simply just have to email us at info at Whispers in a Bottle uh, podcast. It's uh, info at whispersinabottlepodcast.com. And look, come get social with me. 
you want to tap in, you want to get to know me, come get social. I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Instagram.com, whispers in a bottle underscore podcast. I'm on Facebook. We have our Facebook group. And listen, if you are a whisperer and you're already uh, a part of the uh, newsletter and you subscribed, you'll actually get an invitation because I got some office hours that are coming up. So make sure that you're a part of the Facebook group and a part of our newsletter so you can get the invitation for our office hour. We're going to have a a nice little Zoom chat even. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you know what? Make sure that you're a part of the Facebook group at Whisper in a Bottle. Now, notice I said whisper, no S on there, whisper in a bottle. And then you can also connect with me on Twitter, which is capital W-H-I-S-P-E-R-S, capital B-O-T-T-L-E, Whispers Bottle. You must put it in that way or you won't find us. We still hear that you all still can't find us because you don't put it in right. So make sure you come back next week because guess what? You thought this discussion was powerful? Wait till you hear next week's discussion because I have something that's in store for us because, like I said, I want us to elevate in 2022. So there's going to be some things that we're going to be talking about. And matter of fact, in a couple of weeks, I got a couple of emails that have come in that I'm going to even answer because um, I want to also make sure that your voices are always heard and everything that we talk about and in our space, listening in our whispers lounge is dynamic. And so make sure you come back next week. So listen, you are listening to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I am your host, Sonia Loray, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and motivational speaker. I'm so honored to be here. And make sure that you guys stay safe, stay warm. Please wash your hands, wear your mask, and check on your loved ones. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a great weekend. All right, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.